and welcome to business as usual this is part three of this story and we're just gonna jump right into it and this part is titled wheels of misfortune samantha called the auto shop the next morning to see if her car would be ready by noon the mechanic told her that not only did she need a new battery but she also needed a new transmission Samantha didn't know if she wanted to get a new transmission or just buy a new car. She'd had the car for seven years. Maybe it was time for something new. As Samantha was talking to the mechanic, Trav called. Samantha told the mechanic to hold on on fixing the car for now, and she'd call him back later. Samantha answered Trav's call. Good morning, Samantha said in an uneasy tone. Good morning. I called to see what time you wanted me to pick you and the boys up today. I do need to take care of some minor business before I come to you, though, Trav said. Oh, I don't know if we're still going, Samantha said with a sigh. Why not, Trav said. I'm just not really feeling up to it. I have a lot of things on my plate right now, and I need to figure some things out, Samantha said. Is there anything that I can help with, Trav said. No, you've done enough already, and I really appreciate you for bringing us home last night. I just need to figure out if I want to pay for a new transmission or if I want to buy a new car. I really don't want a car note, but I guess that if I want a reliable car, I better get something new, Samantha said. You need a new transmission, Trav asked. Unfortunately, yes, Samantha said. Wow. Well, I told you that I'd take care of whatever cost last night, and I'm a man of my word, so don't worry, I got you. I couldn't ask you to do that. Besides, a car battery cost is way less expensive than a transmission cost. I'll figure something out, Samantha said. Are you always this stubborn, Trav said. Yes, but I also don't want to be a liability to you. You're my boss. You shouldn't have to pay to make sure I have transportation. That's my responsibility, Samantha said. Well, if you don't want your car repaired, how about this? As my new personal assistant, You'll receive a company car. You can keep the car because as my PA, I may need you any day and any time, Trav said. What? No, no way. Are you serious? Are you sure, Samantha said? Of course, I've been thinking about it for some time. I mean, you've used your personal vehicle for a lot of business traveling. So this is the least that I can do, Trav said. I actually have a business call I need to take care of right now, but after my meeting, I'll come pick up you and the boys, if that's cool, Trav said. Are you working on your day off, sir? Samantha said. Hey, you know me. When business calls, I answer, Trav said. Okay, thank you so much, Samantha said. No problem. I'll see you in a few, Trav said. Okay, bye-bye, Samantha said. Hours went by and Trav hadn't come to pick up Samantha and the boys. She called him around noon and he said that he would be there around 3.30 or 4 o'clock. His business meeting ran much longer than he thought and the meeting was in Blue Ridge, Georgia. At 4 o'clock, Trav arrived at Samantha's house and they headed downtown to the fair. The twins were excited as they pulled up to the fairgrounds. Their little eyes lit up. The kids rode all of the kiddie rides several times, ate cotton candy and hot dogs, and played several games. After the twins' many failed attempts at winning a game, Trav paid the worker to pretend they'd finally succeeded. We have a winner. We have two winners, the guy said as he gave the twins the huge stuffed toys. It was around 6.30 p.m. and the lights around the fair lit up as the night set in. Trav, Samantha, and the twins decided to end the night by riding the Ferris wheel. While on the Ferris wheel, Trav and Samantha shared laughs and conversation. 
After a good laugh about how obnoxious Samantha used to think Trav was, she said, I think you're very kind, not just in the things you're doing for me, but how you've helped Jade and how you handle business in general. You're a man of your word, and I love how hands-on you are in charity work. Sometimes you make some risky decisions, but I'm sure, oh no, you're not going to slide that in there like that, Trav said with a laugh. I need more context, he said. Well, I don't want to speak out of line. I mean, you are my boss, Samantha said. You've literally never had a problem speaking your mind since the first day that I met you. So don't even try that. So come on, give it to me straight. I can handle it, he said. Okay, but first, do you agree that you make risky decisions, Samantha said. Of course, but please, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Trav said. Well, mixing business with pleasure is kind of risky. I'm just saying that your choice in women, especially the last secretary, is giving very much risky. It's giving all sorts of red flags, Samantha said in a lighthearted tone. Trav nodded his head and smiled. You're right. I didn't realize that what I was doing would eventually catch up to me. But as a boy, my mom used to tell me, your actions have consequences. I never listened, but she was always right, Trav said. So you was just hard-headed all of your life, huh? Samantha joked. Wait, you're getting a little too comfortable with the witty comebacks, Trav said in a jokingly tone. Hey, I mean, you told me to give it to you straight. I mean, you said you could handle it, right? As my mom used to tell me, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen, Samantha said with a laugh. Okay, touche, touche, Trav said with a laugh. So why did your mom used to tell you that? I mean, I've heard the saying before, but surely you don't have a problem with facing pressure. And I mean it in a most genuine way. Again, you proved that to me on day one and every day since. It's one of the things I admire most about you, Trav said. Thanks, but I wasn't always this way. I used to battle anxiety a lot as a late teenager and young adult. And as I went through therapy, I realized it was because I had a sheltered life. Although I've had a sheltered life, I've always been curious and outspoken, and I've taken on more than I can handle in many situations. I honestly didn't learn to pass the baton to someone else until I became a mother. I realized I can't take on too much if I want to be the best mom for my boys. So if I needed a break, I'd hire a sitter or my parents would babysit for me, if only for a few hours so that I could take a mental break, you know, Samantha said. Definitely. I mean, I don't have children, but I believe in mental breaks. I'm telling you, after that last episode with my last secretary, your last girlfriend, you mean, Samantha said. She wasn't my girl. She was a friend. I haven't had a real girlfriend since, what, high school, Trav said. But yes, you're right. I am a risk taker. But who wants to live a safe life? You'll never know what you can become in life if you never take risks. I've taken some dumb risks, but just as you've mentioned, therapy has helped me as well. I mean, I had to talk to someone after how my name was slandered in the blogs. Going through that taught me that people don't love you for real. They love their idea of you. But soon as you go outside of who they think you are, they are gone like the wind. You know, shortly after I graduated college, my mom passed, Trav said. I'm so sorry, Samantha said. Thanks. Yeah, she was my best friend. After she passed, our family home was left to me. And I was young and alone and lost, really, with nothing to lose. I had my uncle, my dad's brother, who helped raise me since I was a baby. My dad passed not long after I was born. 
He left the house to my mom and she left the house to me. My uncle never had kids, so it isn't any family other than us. I have an aunt who lives in Oregon, but no one needed our family home or wanted to be bothered with the expenses of keeping it, so I sold it. People thought that I was crazy for selling the house that had been in our family since the 1800s, but it was time. I earned eight figures from the estate, and I have been working with the investments ever since, and I love it. I've always been good with numbers since elementary. Now that I'm where I want to be in every area of my life, I'm just looking for a good woman to share my life with, Trav said. Both Samantha and Trav smiled at each other. They both could feel the chemistry, but they both ignored it. The more Samantha learned about Trav, the more she liked him. But she wasn't going to date him for the sake of her job. Trav was tempted to ask Samantha out, but he realized he was probably just caught in the moment. He didn't want to make the same mistake with her that he'd made with other women in the past. But the more he looked at how beautiful Samantha was and how smart, outspoken, yet gentle and understanding and feminine and how great she is with her sons, he realized he was falling for her. The Ferris wheel ride ended and Samantha and her boys and Trav got off and headed to the car. On the way to the car, Samantha saw her kid's father. He was arguing with a woman and he was holding hands with another woman. The woman that he was arguing with had a knife in her hand, and she'd slashed all of his tires. Daddy, the twins yelled. The boy's father looked their way, and Samantha hurried to put them into their car seats. That's the twins' father, she said, while buckling one of the twins in. Trav buckled the other twin in. Then he and Samantha got in the car and drove off. The twins' father was mugging Trav, and Trav gave him an unbothered look as he continued to drive off.